Salutations. Welcome to Spiritual Blitherings, Philosophical Ponderings, and Everything Ramblings at the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. This is a Just Some Guy production, and I'm that guy, your host, Steve, the Hopeful Humanist. Today we're going to talk about ideas and flow, the good life, and resources for our spiritual toolbox. Specifically today in episode number 64, which I'm going to entitle Reclaiming Your Lens, a presenting moment during another COVID-19 lockdown. I'm going to attempt to take an idea from a book that I recently read called Make Noise, a creator's guide to podcasting and great audio storytelling by Eric Nusen. I'm going to try to take an idea that he presents in this book specifically about podcasting and see if I can take it and make it my own in terms of suggesting something that might help us get through yet another lockdown. Before we get there, I would like to perhaps suggest it could be a nice thought for us to dedicate this episode to both the bee, the honeybee, the bumblebee, the different bees, and the dandelion. It is nomo me right now. We're in nomo me. There is this encouragement right now for people to try to not mow their lawns throughout the month of May and limit uh, the number of times they mow the lawn to once a month for the sake of the local bees and uh, pollinators. I guess there, there was a, an argument that was presented back in uh, 2019, a paper that was published by some scientists at the University of Quebec at Trois-Rivières, which found that intensively managed lawns have been shown to have clear negative ecological effects. And as I am a avid gardener, interested in growing some vegetables for my family and my neighbors. The bee and the pollinators are really important to me. So I'm enjoying right now a cup of dandelion root tea. And there are a lot of benefits. I mean, one reason why people are drinking dandelion tea is it helps detoxify their liver and get their bodies back on track. And maybe that's a good thing to do during another lockdown as we try to figure out how to stand up to the COVID-19 virus. And, you know, dandelion tea is also a powerful diuretic. It helps the body eliminate toxins. So uh, with that dedication in place, I'd like to uh, share my hope, my goal. It is to take this idea from Eric Nusen and uh, see if I can offer a thought about how we might get through this lockdown that we're going through in Ontario. Uh, it's it's this, this latest lockdown for our third wave started sometime uh, at the beginning of April. It's being extended into June. It's difficult. You know, we're focusing on physical health, but we also need to be mindful of mental health. And uh, by no means am I suggesting that uh, what I'm going to offer as a thought is a total solution. No, not at all. I, I want to make it clear, and I'm going to include it in my uh, show notes that we're all experiencing the pandemic differently. I mean, for me, as a uh, essential worker, I continue to go to work and I am see uh, colleagues and, and uh, the young people that I support on a daily basis throughout the week. So my experience is much different than some other people's experiences in terms of, you know, having to because maybe they have some concerns in terms of immune function, that they have to stay at home as well. Right now, I'm blessed to uh, have as my reality the, those that I love 
they're healthy. You know, I'm surrounded by people that are not physically unwell because of the COVID-19 virus. But that's not true for everyone, right? So I, I just want to offer the thought that what I'm presenting is by no means a total solution uh, for some of the things that different people are struggling with during the COVID-19 um, pandemic. And I, I was brought, this was brought to my uh, my mind when I read to uh, an article called Pandemic Frustrations Boil to Surface as BC Government Posts Self-Care Bingo Card. When I read this article, I, I thought that the invitation that I would offer myself would be this idea of perspective taking. And in many ways, that's kind of what this episode is all about, perspective taking. And the province uh, shared a, a thought about one way of getting through the pandemic, a self-care bingo card with suggestions, uh, you know, go take a photo, go for a walk, you know, go to a park, turn off your device. Isn't that if you, if you do this, it can kind of help, you know, with uh, one's mental health. Uh, but uh, there was a real backlash, and I understand the backlash, and, and I'm, uh, it, it makes sense to me that uh, some people were quite upset with this because their experience is, you know, sometimes different than uh, might be accounted for by this, this bingo card. And people were identifying that this thought, the suggestion is actually just depressing. People are dying. And more than a bingo card, and I invite you to read the article yourself to see if I'm doing any justice to it. Um, critically reflective minds is something I'm encouraging here. But uh, yeah, so, you know, people are saying, you know, we don't need a bingo card to help us get through this pandemic. People are losing their jobs. People uh, are going through their financial savings. Uh, people have lost loved ones. And as such, the idea that maybe... The thing people might need is this self-care bingo card was was kind of insulting. And so when I read this article, I thought about the importance of perspective taking. And I understand, you know, if, for instance, I was struggling with the loss of a loved one. Yeah, I, I would probably be furious about the suggestion that a bingo card, a self-care bingo card might make the difference in my being able to cope and get through a difficult period. But I kind of was thinking about this this idea about total solutions. And if I put myself in the shoes of someone that's lost someone, I can understand that reaction. And if I put myself in the shoes of someone who's saying, okay, not in terms of a, a total solution, but you know, what do you think are some things that people can do to kind of attempt to the best of their ability, get distracted a little bit and and try to motivate oneself to do as much as possible in terms of just taking care of one's mental health. And so, so my thought was on one side of the fence, if the idea is, you know, you can share an idea and, and you know, here's an idea called self-care bingo cards. Great. But be careful to, you know, offer that disclaimer that you're not offering it as a total solution and that you know that this is just a consideration that for some that are not having some really dire realities unfolding that it could be helpful but for some other people won't even come close to hitting the mark right perspective taking so i thought it could be appropriate to in terms of this episode have a quote and i took it from this everyday psych website and 
it has this following quote, just because you're right doesn't mean I'm wrong. You just haven't seen life from my position. And the quote is from Anonymous. And there's a picture. And the picture, so I found this picture by going to uh, Image Google, where you put in some keywords and an image will pop up. And uh, perspective taking, reclaiming one's life, reclaiming one's frame. And it was this picture that captured my attention more than anything. You see two people and there is this number in between the two of them. And looking from one angle, the one person saying it's nine. And looking at it from the other angle, the person saying, no, it's six, right? And we can see like perhaps in terms of perspective taking the idea of this uh, self-care bingo card, we can say, you know, from one angle, the... Uh, the nomothetic hope, like kind of the statistical kind of the larger group hope would be that maybe if you embrace the idea of the self-care bingo cards, you can go out and, you know, you can make something out of the day and maybe motivate yourself a little bit. But from an ideographic perspective, from the individual perspective, from like the person who is struggling with a real life dire situation, the bingo card doesn't even come close to uh, having any benefit and, and perhaps it could, could be seen as uh, diminishing one's pain and could be seen as hurtful. So out of the gate, I want to acknowledge that what I'm about to share is definitely not this, the thought of a uh, total solution for getting through another COVID-19 lockdown. So I guess I should, should kind of give some context. So I, I was reading this Make Noise by Eric Nusen, and I, I'm fascinated by podcasting uh, as an amateur leisure podcaster. You know, anything I might be able to do to create a, a, a better listening experience is definitely interesting to me. I have to say, though, in all honesty, I've picked up a number of books, and I haven't found them compelling. I find after a sentence or two or perhaps even a few paragraphs, there's, there's uh, no motivation. I'm not inclined to, to read the books at all. But that, that was different when I picked up Make Noise by Eric Newsom. I really enjoyed it. I found that I didn't want to put the book down. It gave me a lot of ideas in terms of some things that I should be doing differently. And while I was reading it, though, I came across this idea that Eric Newsom was sharing about... Um, one of the things a person might want to do at the, the beginning of their journey in terms of creating a podcast. And the idea would be to make sure you don't lose sight of what your venture is all about right from the beginning. And the reason why this is important, because it can help you stay on track in terms of decisions you have to make down the road. And when you have this kind of vision statement in place, it will help you avoid having to make decisions that you shouldn't have to make because your vision statement is clearly articulated in such a way that the path that you should be taking has already been laid out. So Eric Newsen suggests that anyone that might be doing this thing called making a podcast should create a 10-word description of the goal of the podcast. Uh, the it's called it's in chapter two the only ten words that matter and a focus is a powerful thing 
The encouragement is to write a 10-word description of your show or your concept in a way that distinguishes it from everything else in the world. Kind of like, what makes it uniquely you? And goes on to say that there should be some words that are forbidden forbidden in terms of putting on that list. They could be called empty modifiers or uh, glittering modifiers. Words like amazing, astonishing, extraordinary, fabulous. Like they're, they're words that don't really add anything to it. So uh, the invitation is to make this 10-word description. And then secondly, to use Image Google, Google Image, and put your descriptor words in there and then come up with a avatar that you can then use to focus you in terms of the audience you want to speak to. And that when you come up with that avatar, you go one step further and you create this thing called a full bio, which I guess just translates to a fake bio. Like you you creatively write this bio about the person that this avatar that you've discovered uh, through Image Google that will kind of focus your your lens. And then you will have that constant reminder in terms of the 10 word description and your avatar with the fake bio. I thought that first of all was just a really helpful, informative way of uh, launching one's venture. And then I, I, was, I was thinking about as we were approaching the lockdown that I, I find myself in right now. You know, I'm talking about fellow Ontarians. And I was like, well, you know what? It could be helpful if I created a for myself a 10-word description and, and found some kind of avatar that represented that. Uh, it could be helpful if I did those things to keep me focused in terms of establishing the lens through which I want to see the world and experience the world. I, I feel that for the last year, most of my conversations and most of the discussion and most of the news and most of everything is about infection rates, ICU admissions, deaths, all related to COVID-19, constant talks about quarantines and self-isolating and vaccines and Pfizer versus AstraZeneca and when will the world go back to normal? And, and, and then you, it's just recycled. Then you find yourself once again having these same conversations. It's like the lens through which we're experiencing life, our lens has been taken from us. And we're now looking at the world through someone else's lens. And, you know, the lens, the influences that go into shaping the way we're seeing things. These different influences and, you know, include the political domain, uh, the medical domain, the news domain. And I feel like to a degree, perhaps slightly, maybe more, I've lost myself. And, and I'm, I'm just being overwhelmed and taken in by these, this one-pointed conversation that seems to have no end. And I'm not saying, you know, totally dismiss the conversation because it's essential that we have it. <laughs> I mean, our health depends on it. Our, our physical and our mental health depend on it. So 
my thought was going into the lockdown, maybe I should create a 10 word description about what I want to focus on and to use the lockdown as a presenting opportunity, a presenting moment, a window of opportunity to realign myself with myself again. It was like the goal would be reclaiming my lens for a journey towards authentic self. Now, if I was to use that as my 10 word description or 10 words or less description, perhaps I should remove the word authentic. It might not really add much to the discussion, but I I really enjoyed the conversations that I started having with people and a number of my uh, friends and, and, and family members got excited about it. And one of the discussions I had, uh, someone very clearly shared with me a 10-word description that they, they were finding powerful, but I also found myself resonating with. And that is, well, I'm going to share that with you right now. So the, the 10-word description is daily intentions, accountability exercise, to sharpen focus on life-affirming activities. So once again, I'm not suggesting by any means this is a total solution to the problem that we find ourselves facing COVID-19. But perhaps for those of us who are not in like dire straits in a, in a dire circumstance, perhaps it could help us move away from the excessive discussion that's happening about COVID this, COVID that, day in and day out, that's leading us at times to feel so overwhelmed that we're left experiencing what Danielson would call the COVID sigh because of this unfolding reality. Now, this actually was a offering, a suggestion from Danielson. And uh, he was sharing in terms of uh, the ritual that he's created in terms of the mornings that he and his partner would get together and they would talk about what it is they're going to hopefully uh, uh, focus on for the day, a goal for the day. Could be attempting to write a column for an editorial for the uh, Ottawa Citizen or going for a walk. Anything that would allow him to focus on life-affirming activities uh, and, and with an accountability piece. And that, that then the next day after... A day has passed with the challenge presented, the challenge, you know, uh, the challenge posed that they would sit at the, the, the breakfast table and revisit the intentions and then take sticky notes and identify what, what they did or did not accomplish in terms of intentions and then add a happy face or a little um, frowny face. Quite simple, quite straightforward, but identified that it's it tending to be a, a powerful motivator to not lose sight of staying connected with one's own inner voice and being mindful that there's more to talk about, to think about, to get excited about, to breathe about than COVID-19. So for me, uh, that was quite exciting. And, and I find myself kind of riding on the coattails of that, that notion. But it, it is aligned with the idea of reclaiming my lens for a journey towards self. And and instead of thinking about COVID-19 all the time, I find myself experimenting with different things that are allowing me to move closer to myself and to re-experience 
uh, and reignite the joy of waking up in the morning. Uh, for me, uh, a lot of that might uh, relate to reading books. There's a number of different books that I'm reading, and they go anywhere from, uh, well, right now, uh, the one I have with me in hand is Happiness, uh, A History by Darren M. McMahone. And I'm also reading, well, I just finished reading Make Noise by Eric Nunes, and I'm reading The Fourth Turning by Strauss and Howe, which is another book on generations, but a whole bunch of different books that I'm reading. I then started to explore and experiment with the idea which I'm calling, you know, the two S's. So this idea of, well, it's not the two S's, it's sequencing, but it's not sequencing, it's resequencing and sh and shifting things. So the resequencing, just is the idea that when, you know, you're going through life at times, we kind of get routines and sometimes those routines work for us. And if we look closely, sometimes they don't. So we might want to resequence some things. And, and that can change the flavor of the day. That can change our energy. And during the lockdowns, I was finding myself more apt to take a bath to start off the day more often than before COVID-19. And as a consequence, I found myself actually very tired <laughs> and relaxed even before I got out of the gate. And so I had to, I had to rethink that. And I decided that I should not be having a bath as often because it's depleting me, uh, it's robbing me of energy, and I should be having baths later in the day. So uh, it's kind of like that you've worked hard and, and now you can relax and celebrate your achievements. Now, in terms of the shift, so that's the resequence. And also, I mean, um, sometimes I'm listening to my uh, podcasts later in the day while I'm doing dishes. And in the morning, I would wake up and part of my pattern would be to check the news. But because I'm, I'm talking about the idea of reclaiming my lens and getting away from the fixation on COVID-19, uh, I thought, well, maybe I should be listening to podcasts earlier in the morning. And when I wake up, instead of checking out the news, maybe I should be listening to some of my podcasts when I'm getting ready for the day. And I can pick those podcasts, You Are What You Eat, the things that are positive, inspiring, and uplifting. Now, in terms of the shift... That's just kind of like physically rearranging your, your place. And once again, these aren't new ideas. These aren't new ideas and they're not total solutions by any means to the situation we find ourselves in. But when we shift something slightly, it does create a nuanced experience for us that can be elevating. And so during the COVID-19 this last year, and in particular this lockdown during the third wave, we have a rocking chair in our basement and it's kind of, you know, been sitting idle. Uh, nobody's been enjoying the use of it because we're doing most of our living upstairs. But I had the thought, well, I wonder what would happen if I simply take the rocking chair that's downstairs and put it upstairs. And all of a sudden it was something that became a little bit more interesting, it became more utilized and it was more relaxing. It created a sense of relaxation because if you're watching something you can be in the rocking chair and just kind of calming yourself down so those are the ideas of uh, shift and resequence and then we have this idea of you know doing something to reclaim our lens so we don't forget what it is that we're interested in what our intentions are what we believe what we think what we need as opposed to finding ourselves fall under the spell of this 
total fixation with COVID-19. And, you know, if this is helpful, then perhaps uh, you might experiment with it and see what you might be able to do if you find yourself moving into a lockdown or if you find yourself currently in a lockdown, if you were to experiment with this 10-word description of something you can do to reclaim your lens. I'm just checking my notes here and I'm thinking that basically that's really what I wanted to try to flesh out today. Uh, as my t-shirt idea, I, I mentioned at the beginning I was wanting to uh, dedicate this episode to the bees and the dandelion. I thought a cool t-shirt could be be kind. Be, B-E-E, kind. And uh, of course, another uh, t-shirt uh, idea would be just the idea of reclaiming my lens. And those, those constant reminders that we don't want to be blind to our realities, but at the same time, perhaps we should make sure that we're not limited by our reality either. I'm also going to include in the show notes, um, there's this video called Desktop Drumming. And I find myself every now and then when I'm talking with people about different things that they might be able to do to ground themselves, especially when we find that our amygdala has been hijacked and we get this like kind of emotionally overwhelmed response where we just don't have a sense of calmness. It's just, it it eludes us. And so, I mean, grounding is just, you know, you could do a safety statement and remind yourself that, you know, in this moment you're safe, you're um, with a loved one if that's the case, because once again, we're all experiencing the COVID-19 lockdown differently. Some people are living simply with themselves and do not have the blessing of um, sharing space with someone else, right? So there, there's certain kind of privileges that uh, go into some people's experiences as compared to other people' experience, other people's experiences. And I feel truly blessed that I'm able to be with my family and that I am surrounded by loved ones. And if I need a hug, I can get a hug. And if someone that's with me, my my wife or my boys, that I can give a hug. Um, but uh, with my my youngest, uh, we discovered this desktop drumming and. We've had lots of fun with it, and it's something that you can. All you need is a is a tabletop, so maybe you might want to explore with that. I'm not going to attempt to uh, replicate uh, the uh, the contents of that video in this moment because it probably just turned out to be a little bit of noise. And even though the Eric Newson is encouraging us to make some noise in terms of the podcast, we might want to create. <laughs> I'll spare your ears. So yeah. What would it look like if you were to create a 10-word description for reclaiming your lens? And if you could, what do you think would be something that could symbolically capture that in terms of an avatar of uh, some sort? Maybe this idea might be helpful. Maybe you're going to experiment with it. But as I said, it's definitely not a total solution. And so if it's not speaking to you and resonating to you, I'm hoping that you might discover something else that that might. And and hopefully down the road, who knows, maybe uh, we might find that people will be getting more sick days because that seems to be something that might be uh, part of uh, the big solution in terms of standing up to COVID-19. So thank you for joining me for another blithering conversation. As always, this is just the tip of the iceberg conversation. The conversation is ongoing and continuous. I look forward to our next discussion. Peace, be well, 
Take care and share.